celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Today we have Morgan. She is many things. First of all, creator of the Weight of Winning platform, a Harvard D1 rowing graduate, and an aspiring clinical psychologist. From a very young age, Morgan, you've been embracing and capitalizing on every opportunity, whether you're pursuing under 17, 18, 19 national rowing titles with your school or you're being recruited to the U.S., and then going on to co-captain the Harvard Radcliffe team and becoming a CRCA scholar athlete, as well as an all Ivy League second team. More importantly, though, Morgan always gives back to others and shows her strength through vulnerability and helping others. And not only in founding the platform, The Way of Winning, she served as a peer counselor on the Harvard's ECHO uh, platform which we'll maybe dive into and spent two years as a research assistant with the Harvard lab for youth mental health this all ties into the tagline for the weight of winning community that she's built over the years of empowering female athletes with skills and knowledge to balance the mental physical and emotional weight of competitive sport since returning to New Zealand not that long ago after graduating her bachelor of arts psychology and competing in Henley this summer. She's currently in a role teaching assistant in the Learning Enhancement Unit. And Morgan, you're literally the epitome of a gem. That's the word I have for you. And you have <laughs> this infectious smile and contagious passion. And I just want to welcome you to Tall Poppy Talk and ask where and how are you today? Wow. First of all, that was so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, where and how am I? I am currently in Auckland visiting my grandparents, um, which has been lovely because I haven't got to see them since um, Christmas time, going back to the States and finishing off my degree then. Um, yeah, it's just taken me a while to get back up here after starting a new job, um, which you mentioned. And how am I? I'm great, <laughs> especially after that. How can you not be? Thank you so much. Um, yeah, just settling back into life here. Um, which I'm sure we'll touch on. It's been a lot, but everything is kind of working out really well. So very excited to get chatting to you. Yes, I love to hear that. And is Auckland sort of like a second home in New Zealand? Like how much time do you normally spend there? Yeah, well, it was my first home, which I feel like I have to keep um, down low when I'm out in the Waikato. But <laughs> um, yeah, I... We come up most school holidays. Um, my brother's still in high school, so that like keeps us down in Cambridge and now that I'm working. Um, but yeah, we always love coming up here. I love Cambridge, but I wish it had a couple more beaches. Um, the lake doesn't quite do it sometimes. So it's always nice to, to come up and the beaches are just beautiful up here. And there's like every direction you go in, there's a beach within like 10 minutes. So whereas like, Karapero, I'm born and bred Cambridge. It's like, because when you train on it and you compete on it, mm. one cannot enjoy it. It's like a <laughs> <No>. leisurely <laughs> thing. You're like, oh, I'm at Keeley's. That's the 4K mark. Like, there's, yeah. there's so many <laughs> other things attached to it. It has its one purpose, and that purpose is not relaxation or, you know, recreational activities. It's to to get some good training in, which is great, but 
maybe one day I'll be able to, you know, in a few years time, I'll be able to go back and make it like a nice fun spot. There's still some memories at the moment. And I know like in New Zealand, it's winter at the minute, but you were in Boston, which I thought New Jersey was cold. And then Boston was like another level on top of that. How's it been like even just the weather, climate change, like not it, not climate change, but like the, <laughs> like the weather difference between the states and the New Zealand. What's that like? Yeah, Boston was brutal in the winter. Honestly, um, it it was just. I think last year we had the the biggest snowstorm on record. Um, it just snowed and snowed and snowed one weekend, and we were trapped indoors. <laughs> Um, thankfully the buildings are they're really warm and insulated very well but um not great for rowing so the Charles River would freeze and then thankfully we got to go to Florida and escape it for a little bit and did some training camps down there but yeah it was definitely an adjustment I think when you come back to New Zealand you can't really complain about the cold after experiencing that although there has been a lot of rain here so that's that's another thing but yeah I I'm really enjoying being back and summer's just around the corner now so something that I did prep like kind of prep you for in some way it was like this big question and it doesn't need to be but of like identity because having been defined by rowing for so long and I only say that because of the experience of coming from New Zealand to the states is like you come to be a student athlete that's how people know you like they might know that you're doing psychology if they're in your classes but kind of like the main premise of you even being in the states is rowing so it's hard not to feel defined by that how would you now though define yourself if we're to remove the word rowing from it Hmm. such a great question and then when you sent that through I was like (laughs) oh so many thoughts um so many thoughts not a lot of like definitive answers I'll preface that I think it's it's definitely a process that I'm going through at the moment like you said I've been defined by rowing for so so long 10 years I've called myself a rower and you know I I think I was really worried about the transition coming back home and losing that huge part of myself and you know it it takes up a lot of time like physical time you're constantly at the boathouse and on the water and everything like that but even when you leave you're you're still an athlete and you're almost thinking about like how you can construct the rest of your day around getting the most out of those hours in the boathouse so yeah our coach used to say you're not only an athlete but you're always an athlete and and that wasn't to scare us <laughs> to like having some huge mental breakdown over the pressure of everything, but it was to to acknowledge that it was it's kind of like a 24-7 thing if you want to achieve big goals. One day, like it was the end of Henley and did the last race got knocked out and suddenly I wasn't a rower anymore. <laughs> and um it was very emotional. I, I didn't really know how to feel. I think a huge part of me knew that I was ready to to give it a break, at least for a while. I'm, you know, never say never. I might go back to it one day. But I think at the moment, I'm just enjoying the freedom of not defining myself at all. And I think 
there's a really there's a lot of power in labels and you know and you say like oh I'm a rower and someone has like <laughs> they can gather some information about you just on that one word and there's kind of like a shared understanding of what that means but then on the flip side of that I guess it's it kind of like pigeonholes you into a box in a way and not just because you have like commitments because you are a rower but also there's like unspoken expectations I suppose of what that looks like and yeah I think now just coming home I've I've just got so much more freedom to explore um the other parts of myself that have have been put on the back burner I suppose um for the past past while yeah and it's like a capacity thing too and in ways I'm super grateful because when you're in the states and in the college system like you are more than you probably ever maybe will be in your life like can strongly say like oh I'm a rower I'm like a d1 rower I'm a college athlete and like you said there's all these assumptions and like okay so it means you have this training schedule blah 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 like even when you were rowing in New Zealand in high school like rowing took up so much of your time but it was never like the all-encompassing thing in the same way that it was always like a cool gift to spend three or four years like if one thing I'm sure of it's that I'm a student athlete like I know that fully and it's such a turbulent time when you leave high school of like who am I where am I going and I think I thought I'd figure it out and then you Mm -hmm. graduate college and you're like no I don't Mm -hmm. and that's actually like you said (laughs) very exciting though you're like I'm not defined by anything that's and I, now I have capacity to do whatever it is. And what is that for you right now? So not defining it, but like you did mention you were working. Are you comfortable to like touch upon what you're doing there? Yeah, totally. Um, I think I'm just trying to do more of things that bring me joy and feel really rewarding. And I was fortunate that a teacher aid role came up at St. Paul's Collegiate in Hamilton. And um thought that it was the perfect kind of intersection of all of my interests um it's in a learning enhancement unit so there's a bit of clinical psychology I suppose going into that but I'm hoping that one day when I am qualified that I will be working with adolescents in that kind of high school age I just think they're the most awesome age to work with there it's it's the high highs and the low lows and they're all just trying to figure themselves out and it's been it's been so wonderful not only the students that I'm working with but the staff um clearly like very much cares about both academic progress but also just you know well-being um (laughs) of the students and the people working at the school which is really lovely and I think it's given me that sense of community as well that I've left back in the states I you know I have some of my best friends over in the US and I left a whole team of like 45 incredible women so yeah it's been nice to have that community back here and um yeah get some experience working with the youth of New Zealand (laughs) Uh, they come out with the most funny things and every day is something something else and it's very entertaining and the days go by so quickly I am absolutely exhausted by the end of it and I think I was worried that I would feel like I was missing something but 
honestly, my life hasn't changed that much <laughs> since stopping rowing. I think I've started CrossFit. So I, I get up at 10 to five and I go to CrossFit and it just feels like that's kind of filling the rowing cup a little bit. And then I go to work, which feels a little bit like going to uni and classes and everything. And then I go home and I'm with my beautiful family and mum cooks a lovely meal. And then I go to bed at eight o'clock because I'm pooped and then I wake up and do it all again. Um, so I think having that routine has been really nice, but now it's more varied than what I had in the US. And it's, yeah, it's doing things that are genuinely bringing me a lot of joy, which is, is great. Okay, there's so many things. And <laughs> I'm going to segue off that because I'm loving hearing the joy and obviously you created founded the weight of winning platform community and I want to get into that but first I want to talk about tall poppy syndrome and it's something that there's no right or wrong answer I just want to know in your words like how would you describe it and do you feel like you've experienced it yeah I would describe it as um successful people or people who are you know maybe doing something a little bit different um being criticized or judged or put down by other people and I wouldn't say fortunately that I've experienced it myself but I think I have well I know I have <laughs> a very deep fear of it happening to me and because of that I do it to myself so I will just minimize my own successes. And I think that's something I didn't realize how much I did it until very recently. And it's just such a shame. And I know it's, I'm not the only one that does it. I think it's very much ingrained in our culture. Like even if you don't have people who are knocking you down a peg or two when you're trying to, <laughs> you know, just do your thing, um, be successful in whatever that may be there's just this, it feels like there's this underlying like necessity to, to, to be very humble and to, which is not a, like humility is not a bad thing, but it's almost to what extent and at what cost, because if you put so much, if just take rowing, for example, we put so much time and energy into that sport. And if you do something that you're really proud of and suddenly, and you don't celebrate that and you're just constantly looking for the next step which I think is very easy to do in rowing you know say you have a 2k time that you're gunning for on the erg and you you get that time and then you're like oh well okay now I just have to go faster and it's like you never it's very easy to not stay in the present moment and like celebrate <laughs> where you came from and just yeah just cut yourself down which <laughs> is not great not great at all so it's lovely that you're talking about it because I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Thank you. And yeah, I appreciate and really resonate with like your definition. You feel like, oh, I haven't experienced it from other people. But even before we like started, you're like, oh, I look at the other guests. Like, what am I, you start to doubt. I'm like, oh my gosh, Morgan, no, like you're not seeing you the way I'm seeing you. But that's why I'm really curious with, the way of winning like did you feel not like yeah like maybe nerves about launching that like what was that thought process like 
Mm, that's a great question. Um, I think, yes, I definitely was nervous. <laughs> and I think that came from, there was, def there was the vulnerability piece of it because I was opening about up about my history with disordered eating and, you know, being underfueled and losing my period and kind of taboo topics, I suppose, which again, are also becoming more talked about, which is great. But I think an, the bigger piece of it was I was afraid people would say, well, who does she think she is? She's, who, she's not qualified to speak on these issues. She's just some random girl in the bottom of the world. Like, <laughs> And I think because of that, I tried to make it very clear that, and I still try and do that more so for I guess like responsibility purposes make it clear that I'm not qualified when I talk about like you know things that I'm learning in my psychology classes I'm not a clinical psychologist but I find a lot of the stuff is helpful um and yeah so making sure that people know that I'm speaking from my own experience but also trying to validate to myself that that is a very legitimate <laughs> thing to do and that is a valuable experience and a common experience that um, a lot of female athletes I've found can relate to. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, I remember reaching out to you probably like a year or two ago being like, I love what you're doing because those are conversations you don't have. Like female athletes all the time are running an energy, like energy deficient, like, just constantly and it's not something that's like discussed like someone loses their period they're like okay yeah that's fine like that's it happens to everyone like that shouldn't be happening um but until people feel like kind of comfortable having those conversations with each other and even like the whole idea right of the weight of winning in so many different ways like and it's not just athletics although that's where sometimes we see it presented more like I think a lot of the things you say a transferable across the board from like primarily yeah, like maybe people in our kind of like age bracket might resonate more because they resonate with you but so many people are feeling like yeah the physical the mental the emotional stress the way of trying to just achieve a lot of things and oh, I should be doing this I should be doing this and then you start comparing to Joe blog and be like well how how are they doing that and I'm not doing it so mm -hmm opening that up I just remember being like oh wow Morgan's doing awesome stuff and it really inspired me to like get into this podcast and so thank you because I don't think I ever told you that but yeah it's really inspiring oh you're most welcome <laughs> I think it just the honestly the people that I've met through the weight of winning have been so incredible um and I remember <laughs> being someone who like to set really high goals I tried to kind of make the weight of winning take the pressure off that and just kind of go into it being like if I can help just one person connect with one person then that'll be worth it um and yeah I I would like to think I've helped a few more than like one person but um the the community that's come out of it and just you know seeing what other people are doing out there both in New Zealand and across the world is it's been really inspiring and it it, it makes me um want to keep putting out content which is 
I'm sure you know, <laughs> um, hard thing to do. It's you, we get very busy, and when you're having like a little side hustle, tends to be the first thing to go. But now that I'm back home and I have more time, <laughs> it is it's come forward on the priority list. <laughs> perfect way to put it it's like when you start to be like oh my gosh I need to post this many times and that's content creation in general then it takes away like that funness of it which Mm -hmm. I think is important to keep at the forefront but I believe um like Victoria Garrick or Victoria Garrick Brown who has real pod and the hidden opponent kind of similar um similar feels I don't like yeah I don't know a better word for that but she's kind of doing the same sort of work Mm -hmm. and it was interesting because I listened to her podcast a lot and she talked about this identity she'd had like when she launched RealPod which for those who don't know is like yeah she'd had um, eating disorders and then she was a volleyballer in like the US and then she wanted to kind of create these like real posts about what she was experiencing but then as she you know graduated and she wasn't playing volleyball anymore and she was in a different spot she's like okay well now I just want to talk about other things like I've evolved but feeling like a little bit static in what she had been defined in when she initially started so with the weight of winning now that you've graduated at Harvard and you're back in the like New Zealand doing different work do you plan ahead on how you're going to kind of navigate that or is it just going to evolve with you yeah that's unsure I think at the moment um it's interesting because I had the thought the other day wow like when I was at Harvard I needed like weight of winning content the most like if if someone else was like putting that content out like that would I would have loved I would have been (laughs) laughing that up (laughs) but when you're in it I had no time I couldn't I was just trying to to graduate and to row. <laughs> that was it. And like make the most of my senior year with my friends. So in ways it was a bit of a shame because I feel like so much content could have been created in that time, like in that space, but I just, I didn't have the capacity to do so. And I thought that was a shame. And then since I've come back, I've been reflecting on that. And I still think a lot of the things that I learned from my time in the states I'm applying to life back like now and that's not rowing and that's not being a student athlete it's being just like a regular person I suppose so I'm hopeful that my brain will still be able to (laughs) generate things that um the community that I've built already finds helpful and interesting but also I don't know maybe like broaden it to just people who are now like recreational exercises which is what I wanted to do in the beginning I think it's hard to appeal to like a broad array of people when you're doing something so specific but you know I get like mums of young girls following me and they like share this stuff with their daughters and stuff so there there is definitely like a little bit of variation in my following um but yeah, I'm excited to see what what comes of it. I think it's it it may transition more to like a I don't know, like a update on how I'm balancing everything as like an ex-female athlete or 
we'll see yeah and it, it evolves with you and I, I love to hear that because I'm also with like tall poppy talk it's the genesis is always like tall poppy syndrome and mm. that's something that a lot of the kiwis everyone kind of knows the term but I've had some Americans on and they're like what is this like what what do you mean and then kind of like oh it's sort of like imposter syndrome but to other people as well as ourselves Mm. and people tend to do Mm. it more to themselves but like the concept seems very foreign to them like what do you think Mm. you learned from maybe like being in like for example for me the U.S. I have a lot of international friends who aren't American per se but like Mm -hmm. the things I've learned from them is like self-advocation I guess and like Mm -hmm. that and backing themselves and sometimes you're Mm -hmm. like okay settle down but at other points you're like oh you're right no one else is gonna say it if I don't say it so I need to like put myself forward was that similar for you yeah definitely um it's funny I remember going through the recruiting process and having those like zoom calls with the coaches and before every call my dad would be like you have to advocate for yourself Morgan and you have to put yourself out there and you know you're competing with these Americans and there's no tall poppy syndrome and blah 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 <laughs> so, like, oh, terrified so it, it is a very fine balance because I I think yes he was right to some extent um especially when you know those are huge opportunities on the line and there's a lot of people trying to go for them um, you do want to put your best foot forward, but I think at the time, especially, it didn't feel natural to me at all. It felt very like tooting my own horn, <laughs> for lack of a better word, which is just, it still makes me feel uncomfortable, but I had the most incredible support network of friends over in the States, um, and most of them were American, and I don't know whether it was because they were American or just because they're wonderful human beings but I think we had like a a friend group of eight of us and that throughout the four years we just helped each other in so many ways and like helped each other see how wonderful we all were and I think really I think when you're getting the validation from someone else, sometimes it makes it easier to like validate yourself and be like, okay, like, wow, my friend Sally is really proud of me for (laughs) completing my thesis. Like maybe I should be proud of me. And yeah, I think ideally it, it would come from within, but I think after having experienced it for so long and like constantly putting yourself down and like, minimizing your accomplishments and everything um it did take it did take other people to kind of provide a safe space I suppose for for that to to happen and I think since coming back to the uh to New Zealand um I miss them a lot but we're trying to keep hyping each other up we send each other voice memos they're like 10 minute long voice memos updating each other on our lives and everything and then we get paragraph replies um and it's it's just it's so nice and I think if you can find even just one person who is going to have your back and you know that you can say whatever you want to them and like to like be your own cheerleader and they're just gonna they're gonna get right in on that 
um, I think that has made it so much easier over the years. Yes, and I saw it was I think it was a comedian, but he was even saying like on Instagram, if you use it, often you'll see like on a lot of women will post like if I post um I don't know mm. a photo and your friends mm. are like yes slay queen I call yeah <laughs> like all these positive things and like even something that surface level you're like oh mm. just like a little comment really goes a long way yeah. and then when it's something super significant like completing your thesis for you you've been in the weeds of it for like weeks months like you've been working towards it for so long that when you're finished even though you're like oh I should be celebrating this it does take someone else who you respect and you have a lot of admiration for to point it out Mm -hmm. to so I think that serves as like a moment just to acknowledge if you see something like someone else has done you might think like oh surely they know but just say it anyway like go out of your way to pass on those words of praise or admiration because it could be like the difference for someone 100 percent, 100 percent. I think we just need to get more comfortable doing that <laughs> um I it's you know it can be for some people it can just be in a it can be a hard thing to just like talk to someone random that you don't really have a connection with but um it it just it really does make people's day I've found when you say wow you're doing a great job <laughs> and you know, it, if, if you're doing it just for yourself, like it will probably make you feel great as well. Um, but yeah, I think in New Zealand, especially, I have noticed that it's it's really lacking back here. And I'm not sure why, but um, yeah, it, hopefully something that will change. Do, yeah, do you think that they're just tired? Like I think in New Zealand... Mm. it's been like I mean the pandemic obviously for everyone has globally literally has Mm. a lot of people down but New Zealand being so isolated and uh, yeah just kind of we're all run down but I think like in the states or in Europe people are more easily able to travel they're getting more stimulation like part of Mm. that uh, there's still like that delayed isolation I don't know have you observed that or you you just really don't know that could definitely be part of it I think you know even pre-COVID the U.S. is just a very intense place and people ask me what how I found it and I'm like it was intense (laughs) and that was both the reason why it was so wonderful and also why I was ready to leave after four years (laughs) um but coming back to New Zealand you know and Cambridge especially it's just a whole different pace of life and I think yeah I think COVID did probably impact we did have a delayed you know kind of we had delayed lockdowns we had delayed like vaccinations like everything has just kind of been a step behind the rest of the world and you know times have been really hard back here so I maybe that's also part of it like everyone is probably just spending for themselves to some extent which is so understandable and that makes things like you know hyping yourself up and really going out there and like getting after it a lot harder to do because 
even you know you mentioned climate change before like um climate change just the economy at the moment like getting out there and going after things that may not seem essential can be really hard and almost if you think about it too much it's like well what's really the point of it (laughs) um so maybe that's also part of it people are just like blinders on focusing on making ends meet and getting through through their week yeah yeah and that relates to like the weight of winning is again like it began in this kind of sporting realm or that's at least how I perceived it but like yeah that day-to-day trying to like feel the, the literal weight of like I need to if you need to provide for yourself or your family gosh I can't imagine having to like think at the moment about like providing for like children as well that would Mm -hmm. all all those pressures and then on top of it seeing other people through social media which has such a rose-tinted lens to it and feeling like oh my gosh like I'm barely getting through what I need to get through yet these people are in Europe or this person's just launched this business like it's that Mm -hmm. comparison to what other people are doing is it just adds more like weight like societal expectation weight like whatever it is so mm-hmm. I think that's what I really appreciate about the weight of winning it's like it's actually applicable to everything when you think about it because performance expectation internally as well as externally is present like everywhere mm. yeah it's a bit of a force it is and I think it is just it's it's really hard to be if we're talking about tall poppy syndrome, it's really hard to be happy for someone else when when you're not either happy with yourself or your, you know, current circumstances. And I think there are a lot of people in New Zealand that are hurting at the moment. And yeah, it's it, it is really hard. And I I think in the US, when I was with my friends and kind of very much in like a protected, like the Harvard bubble is shocking <laughs> you it's when we left to in the weekends to go to like somewhere in Boston and you realize that there are people outside of the Harvard bubble it was you don't yeah you don't you're not aware of how isolated you are until you leave and I think there was the safety like support nets and everything that were provided to us made it a really almost easy place to to just kind of you know go after what you wanted and um chances are you found like like like-minded people who would be there to help you or support you through that and um I feel very grateful for that experience because it's not something that you know a lot of people maybe get to have definitely and then on like a contrast of it like I was in in New York today and it's pretty close for me to get in there but sometimes like you'll be just surrounded by literally thousands of people and you're like mm. oh my gosh like this thing that I'm seems so big and important to me like mm-hmm. all these people passing me by they have no idea what's going on inside my head so in some ways it can be overwhelming but a lot of the times I'm like oh like if I told them about it they probably would be like oh girl you're fine you'll be sweet in a week like your problems are so all-encompassing when they are Mm -hmm. yours and so Mm -hmm. yeah just the the magnitude of 
how many people are going through their own things to what you said it's it's hard to maybe be happy for other people or to even pay attention to other people sometimes when you are focused on what you're doing um oh interesting I feel like I could go down such a rabbit hole on that one but (laughs) um (laughs) thank you for like entertaining the the tall poppy talk haha, um of of this conversation and I want to segue a little bit to some more kind of like fun things that I was curious about from your journey like Hawaii I did listen to your podcast with the third 500 and you touched upon it but can you just explain to me like the time you spent there kind of how that impacted you as a person absolutely um how long do you have (laughs) I Hawaii is such it has such a special place in my heart and the time that you're referring to was 2022 it must have been or 2021 one of those years um and it was when the New Zealand border was closed um and it was over Christmas time and I didn't get a spot in MIQ so I was stranded in in the U.S. Um, and I had to leave campus for winter break. So this was over December, January. Um, and I had no idea what to do. I had been to Hawaii a couple of times before with my family and I was just really jealous that everyone back home was going to be getting a tan and I wasn't. So (laughs) I decided I looked into flights to Hawaii and, um, managed to convince mum and dad that it was a good idea and needed to be done for you know the mental health of um the next month and I flew there and I ended up staying there for a month so it was over my birthday my 21st over Christmas and then over New Year's um just doing some solo travel some real eat pray love situation um and it was incredible I think about it every day um I bought these earrings from from a little market there and every time I put them on in the morning I think about it and I just I feel very very grateful to have had that experience and you know I there's part of it that was it was very informative for me as a rower um in terms of like the training I did there but also I I when we went we had gone back to campus that year um that was after spending a whole whole year at home doing like remote learning and then suddenly I was thrown back into like communal dorm living living with 400 other people eating in dining halls going to lectures and it was just overwhelming and by the time that semester ended and like Christmas was coming around I just needed (laughs) I needed some Morgan time and what better place to have Morgan time than Hawaii so yeah went there and just I don't know it really filled my cup in a way that I didn't realize how much I needed until I I flew out um yeah have you been no I haven't and I'm your heart must be going out to Hawaii in general with all like the fires that's that yeah that there are many mm-hmm. scary things when you check the news or when you just like log yeah. when you no. log on or you go and you're like oh my gosh but that is yeah such a gift to have experienced and is there things in your day-to-day like obviously we love if we could go to Hawaii but that's not a, a realistic daily thing do you have like 
um like is it mindfulness or maybe like some people meditate journal like is there anything you do on like a day-to-day basis to kind of get that Morgan time as you refer to um exercise yeah (laughs) which I know isn't for everyone but I think um that that trip ended up being a bit of like a a self-imposed training trip I suppose training camp because I flew out of Hawaii and went to Florida for our our rowing training camp but yeah I I realized on that trip and then even now since graduating um just how much I enjoy working out and exercising and and yeah I enjoy it enough to get up at 10 to 5 every morning so I do that and then I found that that sets me up to have a really good day. I may be a little bit tired by the end of it, but I think working as a teacher aide and, you know, that role is giving, 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 giving to other people and you get to the end of it and you're just like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that tomorrow? Um, Especially when you're working with you know, I work with a class of year, th- uh, year 10 boys. So they're like 13, 14 year olds and they don't want to be in school. They, they, they don't want to be there. They want to be at the farm or, you know, hunting or something like that. So um, it's giving without a lot of, you know, recognition. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of effort given back. So I've found that starting my morning by giving to myself and really like filling my cup up that way has meant that when I get to school I can hit the ground running and I'm ready to you know be there for other people because I was there for myself previously oh that yeah that sounds great I love it it's like you're working not working but you're you're working for yourself before you work for others and the word work probably could be changed with something else but yeah like prioritizing yourself and making sure you're in a good spot and then you have that foundation to do it for other people that's totally because year 10 boys in general is a (laughs) is a lot oh there's something going on there they're they're different they're they're super different but I think I think a little bit of that is also it can feel very uncomfortable to admit that you're like giving to yourself I think there has been a a really positive trend towards like self-care and um it seems to be a little bit like applies to to women but you know everyone should be self-caring however makes sense to them um but yeah there's this weird like negative connotation with self-care and selfishness and like that being a bad thing but I've found that if you can like very much reframe it into well I have to give to myself to be able to be like the best version of myself possible because I love giving to other people if that makes sense so it's almost like an investment it's the necessary thing to do to be the person you want to be yeah definitely I even have started to I work in marketing and it's like screen time all day which Mm. I hate like I, I don't like being on the screen in general and that's something I'm learning mm-hmm. in terms of like okay well what do I want to do this feels this is different um but I'll do like my mandatory I love mid- it though keep going <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do my mandatory midday walk so like I completely leave actually ZM I listen to the like 
Lichborn and Hayley podcast because it gives me my like dose of New Zealandness. Um, but I'll like 20, 30 minutes, no matter what. And it, you can have so much on your plate, but I'm like, to your point, I'm actually mm-hmm. going to be more productive when I get back because I've had the break and I miss the sun. Like when you're inside, even mm-hmm. just like actually getting outside and walking around and engaging with other people, Americans aren't as friendly as New Zealanders are like people don't say hi um maybe that's just a New Jersey thing uh but yeah like in the middle of the day I'm like no matter what I have to get out and disconnect from what I'm doing on this and then connect into something else so yeah I always start my day too with some form of exercise I think we're very like-minded in that it's why you get into rowing uh but for Mm -hmm. other people that could be like they need to read at the nighttime or yeah, maybe it is scrolling. I don't as endorse, much endorse that, but I'm also like, I don't know. I'm not an expert and by any means. <laughs> and it is quite, some people find that a lot of fun. My reels are basically mm-hmm. like, this is so off topic, but modern family and oh. uh, Zendaya. That's like what my... <laughs> Wow, that's super niche. And I'm honestly upset that my reels aren't that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, it, it's all it is. And I, I, the algorithm knows me so well. And it is actually, yeah, so to the point, it does feel good. Sometimes you just want a hit of Modern Family. And so you scroll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think another part of it is not feeling the need to explain yourself. And if if you want to just sit there and scroll and you and you've made the conscious decision to be like oh my goodness I've had an awful day I need at least 30 minutes of scrolling on TikTok whatever it is and and then it it becomes an act of self-care and you don't need to you know justify it to yourself or other people it's it's just becomes that's what it is and I think that can almost in a way remove some of like the guilt or like the barrier associated with you know and doing something that is going to be helpful to you in the long run is just knowing that it's helpful for you in the long run and then full stop like you don't need to go further than that yes oh Morgan there are so many things and I feel like hopefully we can have like a part two of this conversation like (laughs) we'll do a check-in but I just wanted to ask is there anything that we didn't cover in our chat already that you feel like oh I need this on the record or like something you just kind of feel like you want to share from maybe what you do with the way of winning or anything you do that you kind of I don't know just want to share in this moment that's a great question um no (laughs) I think this has just been wonderful I think that the one other thing that I would say was that one of my biggest takeaways from my time in the States was knowing that success is never guaranteed, but that shouldn't change how hard you work. And there were so many times where I did, you know, make the boat that I wanted to, or whether we we're going to get to NCAAs and we didn't. <laughs> and, you know, and I think, I worked so incredibly hard. The team worked so incredibly hard. And even if you'd told me at the beginning of the season that that wasn't going to happen, um, I learned so much from the journey and to get there. And this does not really relate to anything at all that we have said, but I think now stepping into like 
this next period of my life it does look very unknown and I don't really know like if I'm going to get into grad school for clinical psych or what you know if I'm going to have this job next year what you know the next kind of checkpoints are and whether I'm going to reach them or not but um not letting that determine or like dictate your work ethic I think has been something that I'm trying to both remind myself of and now remind these students of because they're just they're like oh well you know I, I'm not gonna get there and it's like well if you don't try now you, you yeah definitely you won't but at least if you if you try now you give yourself a chance um and I, I think that has been probably my biggest takeaway just something that I'm trying to keep in mind day to day is just I don't really know where I'm going to end up next but as long as I'm working hard today then you know everything should work out that is like the most brilliant thing ever that you just said and <laughs> but you're like no but let me drop a wisdom bomb I love that <laughs> so much and to your point you mentioned earlier like you said something along the lines of like yeah you things that you learn maybe in the states that you didn't appreciate until now or like there's things in high school that you were working towards like you didn't start rowing thinking oh I'm gonna go to Harvard for a rowing like setup no way but that opportunity was only afforded because you worked so hard in the direction of something so mm -hmm. I love that like yeah success isn't guaranteed but that shouldn't stop how hard you work mm -hmm is the ultimate tagline Morgan that's brilliant oh my goodness <laughs> always such a pivot from like the powerful important things you were saying but if you had to have just one meal for the rest of your life breakfast lunch and dinner what is it gonna be I mean it has to be oatmeal if anyone knows me it's oatmeal <laughs> On, uh, Grace, you're you're saying this like I don't already have oatmeal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Finally, I've met someone who's the same, and I knew this because I follow like uh, your TikTok, the Instagram, and especially when you would do like the takeovers for like mm. uh, Harvard. I was like, Morgan and I are aligned. Like porridge, oatmeal, it is the greatest meal it that is. could be. Yeah. And pe when you say that, people look at you like you're crazy. And but then you explain it to them, and I don't know. They sometimes think that you're even more crazy. But to me, it makes sense. Like from every every angle, it makes sense. Taste, it makes sense. Accessibility, it makes sense. Affordability, it makes sense. It's just conveniency, it makes sense. Like nutrients, like there's like five gram grams of protein per like serving or whatever. I've looked into it and. It's taken me actually having to, I have, I'm like, no, and I've prepared it for other people and they're like, oh, this is good. I'm like, yeah, if you give it just a little bit of care, you can yes. create a masterpiece. Yes. yes. People don't know what they're missing out on. People have asked me to make it for them because they don't understand why I like it so much. <laughs> they think that there's something I'm doing to it that's like changing it. And yeah, I agree. You have to like, you know, dress it up a little bit, but I'm worried that I'm going to make it for someone and they're not going to enjoy it. And I'm going to feel super invalidated, but. <laughs> if people want to find you, where can they go? They can find me on Instagram. It's probably the best place. 
So my personal account is at Morgan Blend, and then my way to winning account is at the way to winning. I'm also on TikTok, but I haven't posted on that in a while. So <laughs> there's not much content up there. But um, yeah, Instagram is probably the best. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, what? as you actually said your name, I realized, and this is another thing I should have done as I meant to ask at the beginning, like, hey, how do I say your name? I read your name as Morgan Blind, but it's Morgan Blind. Yes. <laughs> it's, I've been living 22 years with Morgan Blind. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm gonna maybe edit the opening one but the others I'll leave it so people can see this character arc of growth from me (laughs) we love a character arc (laughs) we really do oh Morgan thank you I feel like this hour has literally just flown by I'm gonna enjoy listening back and be like oh that's what we talked about um so just (laughs) thank you and I know that if people go and they like look at everything you've shared and you've posted or listen to some of your prior podcasts they can get more of the origin story about like what led you to founding the way of winning but I didn't want to focus on that today because you are so many other things and like you've you've done these things you're doing you're going to continue to do so even though that is something that is really inspiring I was like people can do their like due diligence and go find you because you've got so much material out there that as I said, it's like applicable for so many people at different stages and phases. But I love that I got to talk to you today, like in this moment and who knows what the next year will bring, but I have full confidence. You're going to like smash it and grab it by both hands. So thank you for spending the time with me today. Oh my gosh. It's been my absolute pleasure. This was so much fun. Thank you. I'm so glad we last saw each other at Heaven of the Child right in Boston. Yeah, very very briefly. Very briefly so on the bridge. Nice. Yes, <laughs> in the chaos to catch up. And um, I just want to say I absolutely adore what you're doing. I think it's so incredible, and I feel truly honoured to be a guest on this because you've got some you've got some big names out there. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website.